0: romance. It sounds great. It's got all the upside of love and sex and none of the downside, I guess, but there was a time when Valentine's Day was celebrated a little differently. Imagine your sweetheart wanting to increase your fertility, sacrifices an animal, and then slaps you with the hide. I'm Patty Steele. How Romance Has Evolved, next on The Backstory. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, if we're being honest, we all have stuff in our lives that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a job, a difficult relationship, or love interest, or honestly, it can just be the state of this crazy world we live in. For me, it's all three of those things at times. A lot of times, it's not a big deal, but in the moment, it sure feels like it is, right? So how do you come to terms with those stressors and not let the negativity weigh you down? For me, therapy has always been a haven, where I can open up, talk about what's eating at me, and trust that this person will be honest, understanding, and discreet. Therapy isn't just for folks who've had major trauma. It's for you and me, so we can be at peace and become the best version of ourselves. When I connected with a terrific therapist at BetterHelp, she asked some on-point questions, and I actually heard myself working through some of the issues I'd kept bottled up. What a relief. We're back with the backstory. Well, we all want a little romance in our lives, right? But it means different things to different people. And it played out really differently depending on when you lived. These days, a lot of us kind of brush romance aside. But secretly, ah, we dream. Let's head back in time. Attachment is ancient. In fact, apes evolved the ability to become emotionally attached to one another. As humans appeared on the scene, we maintained those attachments, mostly because it helped us and the apes survive. Everybody needs a team, right? Well, later, through thousands of years and right up until the 1700s, marriage became a thing. But it was pure business. Romance wasn't even a consideration. The early days of Valentine's Day began in Roman times in the 6th century BC with a very unromantic and very bloody pagan fertility festival every year between February 13th and 15th. The Romans celebrated Lupercalia by sacrificing animals and then slapping women with the bloody hides of those animals, which they believed made women more fertile. Later in those same festivities, women would be paired off with men by lottery. Wow, talk about romance. And when it came to that pairing off, well, for thousands of years in most societies, men dealt with the money, getting the food, and the overall decision-making. Women figured out how to make the money work. They took care of the home and children and social obligations. Romance, not so much. If you had money, marriage was about inheritance, land, politics, business, children. And wealthy people often found romance, but it was pretty much always on the side, and mostly just for men, since women had to worry about pregnancy. Now, if you didn't have money, it was all about getting the best deal possible from your intended everything from a little bit of money, if anybody had any, land or at least access to some, and somebody to have children with. You'd put together whatever kind of home you could manage with traditional responsibilities. Again, not very romantic, but very practical. Now, here's the thing. People entering a marriage didn't really expect anything different. They knew what they were getting into. Unless you were Romeo and Juliet, who treasured love beyond family obligations, And we all know how that ended for them, which was kind of the point of that story. Thank you, Shakespeare. And there were other exceptions. In fact, in 1415, the Duke of Orleans wrote the very first Valentine. It was a poem the 21 year old Duke sent to his wife from prison. He was locked up in the Tower of London after being captured in a battle with British troops. He wrote, I am already sick with love, my very gentle Valentine. Unfortunately, he was locked up for another 25 years and his wife died five years before he was released. But by the 1700s, romantic feelings started to be taken into account pretty regularly when it came to marriage. Still, there wasn't much in the way of dating. It was referred to as courting, and the intention was very different. The goal of courtship was always marriage, so family was still very much involved in the decision. It's just that courting gave both the man and the woman the opportunity to see if there were sparks feelings there in fact in some cases young couples were allowed to go to bed together but they were fully dressed and they had a thing called a bundling board between them yeah it was actually a big board that kept them from touching but allowed them to lie together in the dark and talk and bond they also had bundling sacks by the way which were basically sleeping bags for two but sewn all the way up the middle now if the couple decided there were feelings and the man made a commitment He had a really, really rough time getting out of it, unless the woman released him from his obligation, as they called it. It was called breach of promise if you weren't officially released. But still, feelings became more important, and that's when Valentine's Day became more of a thing. Love letters and gifts were a way to win someone's heart. The absolute peak of the romantic approach to Valentine's Day began in the late 1700s when people began to build these elaborate puzzle valentines with folded paper, which, when each section was unfolded, revealed more about the sender's feelings. Then came the 1800s, when, in an effort to outdo competitors, guys began to really slather on the romance. Valentine's cards reached their peak in the mid-1800s, since the mail service was reliable, and there was really no other way to reach out. Plus, one woman started making a business out of constructing valentines. Incredibly artistic, valentines showed up, decorated with everything from peacock feathers to lace to jewels, accompanied by very mushy but beautiful poetry or prose. Sometimes they'd quote their favorite romantic poet, like Elizabeth Barrett, who published her love poems to her future husband, Robert Browning. The first lines of her sonnets from the Portuguese read, How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach. Wow, romantic. How else might you celebrate in those days? Well, Victorians started the tradition of giving flowers, especially red roses, for Valentine's Day. Still very popular today. They gave jewelry, which has never gone out of fashion. And you might also swoon over a box of chocolates. In a very smart business move, Richard Cadbury of Cadbury Chocolates created the first heart-shaped box of chocolates in 1861, trying to drive up sales for the family business, and boy, did it work. Now, 36 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolate are sold every year. By the way, it wasn't all flowers and chocolates. During the Victorian era, if you didn't appreciate the attention of an admirer, you would send vinegar valentines, also called penny dreadfuls, that were meant to put a stop to unwanted attention. Now, by the time Hollywood got involved in romance in the 20th century, they sold us on the idea of romantic forever love. And don't you love the happy ending? The happily ever after storyline? Question is, is it realistic? These days, we still celebrate Valentine's Day, but we've begun to lay off the mushy part of it. Did you know that today, teachers get more Valentines than any other group, followed by kids, moms, then wives, and then our fur babies? Some even celebrate Galentine's Day, a time to celebrate your best female friends, even if there's no romance. In fact, backing you up on that note is the Greek philosopher Plato, who said the highest form of love was actually our non-sexual, non-romantic attachment to another person, that so-called brotherly love, which we now call platonic love, named after of course Plato. He believed that passion, romance and sex make us do really stupid stuff, and that love between family members or close friends is the perfect attachment. It's kind of hard to argue with that. Now the thing is, at the end of the day, we're all looking to feel something, right? that little flutter or warmth when you see someone you're attracted to and when they lock eyes with you. Romance does that for us. So happy Valentine's Day, whatever that means to you. If you have a story you'd like me to take a deeper dive into and share, feel free to DM me on Facebook at Patty Steele or on Instagram at Steele. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia, Premier Networks, the Elvis Duran Group, and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our writer, Jake Kushner. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Feel free to reach out to me with comments and even story suggestions on Instagram at Real Patty Steele and on Facebook at Patty Steele. Thanks for listening to The Backstory with Patty Steele, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know.